Hello there, world at large. This is T.C. Rollins. And this is Rain DeGray. And we are coming at you with all the fun-filled holiday cheer we could muster this week. Fair warning, we're recording this about a week before it comes out because we're going to have holiday plans this next weekend. But we wanted to get this all wrapped up, a neat little package for you with a bow, and give you some holiday cheer before we head off to do our safe holiday plans this year. <laughs> you are. I'm doing none of those things. 50% of us is doing that. You were hibernating in the house for the holidays. I'm working, man. I'm doing things. Maybe you will open a present. Um, I, <laughs> I'm kind of not doing presents this year. Oh, okay. Well, then you're not doing anything for Christmas whatsoever. Oh, um, I think I might watch, uh, a movie maybe or pet a cat. I have the tree up. The tree looks amazing. Okay, so you put your tree up. Okay, that's festive. Here's the thing. It's it's COVID. I'm not traveling anywhere and I'm not doing gifts because I don't really need anything. Mm -hmm. Like there's not like I'm pretty happy with my life. I'm really happy with the things I have, but I can't sit down and think of physical things I would need. So the so the special thing cuz normally you can't sit still long enough to watch a movie. So the special thing, you might sit still for an hour or two, watch a movie, because you pet cats on a daily basis. So there is Every nothing day. special about petting cats. Well, no, but it'll be on Christmas. Oh, so it's so special it's Christmas, Christmas cat, cat cuddles. Christmas cat cuddles. Yeah, yeah. And alliteration, which I love. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I will perhaps do a movie and sit still, which is a huge commitment. I and know maybe... how difficult. That will be a gift to your husband because yes. I know how difficult it is for it's you to so actually hard. sit still in I one spot it. for so long. No, no it's agony. Especially but for give... a movie that turns out not to even be worth it. Ah, oh, Yeah, yeah, but that's a gift. You're right. I am doing gifts, holding still for a movie. You You're know what? If, if the movie ends soon enough... You can crawl up on the roof and clean the gutters. <gasps> you can do a little Christmas gutter cleaning. Now you're getting me excited. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, Take a break I, I... from the internet for a couple Ooh. hours. Get up on the roof Ooh. in your dirtiest, grungiest ah. clothes and scrape out ah. that muck. Ah. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. I like that very Anybody much. else out there that wants to participate in the annual tradition of Christmas gutter cleaning, reach out, Which let us know. Say. You could you could do it in solidarity <laughs> with rain. I mean, I appreciate a good clean gutter. It's it's practical in a number of ways. Before we jump into our holiday cheer, a uh, couple quick updates. <laughs> I I have something about a no, big... no, wait, wait. hold on, you gotta give me a moment. I just have to get on top of the gutters. All right. Well you're okay. not getting on top of the gutters <laughs> for another few days. Okay, okay, go on. All right. And she's serious. For those of you who don't think she's serious, she is seriously now I'm considering so serious. now that that idea has been lodged it's... in her brain and I guarantee that she will be up on the roof cleaning gutters. Hopefully it won't be raining. I'll take you a photo and I'll send it to you. I'm sure you will. All the Patreon supporters out there that are listening, you can find that photo on Patreon of her. Just be careful because last time you did that, you broke a phone. I did. And you I almost did. fell it's off true. the roof yourself. I, the phone fell off. I was okay. It just, it, it didn't like gravity. I've learned a valuable lesson, which is do not have your phone in your pocket while you're cleaning gutters. Mm -hmm. But you're still planning on bringing it up there so you can take a picture of you cleaning the gutters. Well, 
Yeah, but it's not going to be in my pocket this time. That's it's gonna like the put lesson. it a lanyard around your neck or something. <laughs> you duct tape it to your hand. Yes, it was a shallow pocket, and I bent over for the gutter, and the phone just slid right out. Crunch. Mm. No more phone. All right, just to make yeah, sure I... you get up with some deeper pockets. Right, deeper pockets and duct tape. I'll be fine. Okay. Merry Christmas to you too. All right. The gift that keeps on giving. Is it duct tape? No, no, it's Viagra. Okay. Who doesn't okay. love the little blue pill? I'm a fan of Viagra. I just let it be stated for the record. I know if you he... have this idea in your head that yes. like there's some wizard yes. pulling magic yes. potion out of its his yes. little satchel and yes. like, drinking it down and ha ah, mm-hmm. titty mm-hmm. magic words yeah. and look at this. I have hard dick for hours. I that's my fan. You're correct. That, that's your fantasy. It's just like yeah, if yeah. if alchemy. Were true if back in the Middle Ages they could not just distill gold from base metals, but also I'm sure that they were looking for they were looking for hard dick pills back then themselves. The big news that is just coming out and might be old news by the time this is released, since we are doing this like a little ways before this is being released, they have found that Viagra might delay or counteract Alzheimer's. Okay. I was already pro Viagra because it is a wizard's magic potion and I can't love it enough. And now it helps combat dementia too. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yep. And and it is an excellent rose fertilizer. Viagra is awesome. <laughs> you putting it, it on your roses? Uh, it's very expensive to use as yeah, a rose fertilizer. There's a better fertilizer out there. There's a better one, but not only does... Uh, Viagra help abalone's bang, and abalone flesh is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So you want those abalone to be horny, but it also helps fertilize roses and helps with dementia and gives you a massive boner. Huzzah! So the obvious answer is just go out and get your hands on some Viagra. Maybe now you know for those last-minute gifts. Yes! Good grip of Viagra. If you want a stocking stuffer, Viagra is the way to go. Oh, and then you could go stuff a stocking. Ooh, yes, you could. Yes, you could. (laughs) So an article that was published in the journal Nature and Aging, they analyzed health insurance from over 7 million people, and they found that people who use the sildenafil, which is the generic Viagra, were 69 percent less likely to develop alzheimer's disease after six years no okay now hold on that 69 percent 69 percent that's this is their statistics yes okay are you sure they didn't publish that on april fools that's like too good no this this only came out a couple days ago it is way past april there's no christmas fools this is this is it Okay, well, that is some incredibly impressive numbers, and I would be mainlining Viagra in order to not get dementia for sure. According to the study, they found that the people that used it reduced the likelihood of Alzheimer's in people with coronary artery disease, hypertension, and type 2 diabetes, all of which are associated with an increased risk in Alzheimer's. So I don't know what it has to do with uh, the vassal dilation. It increases the blood flow. But there's also some conjecture that it helps eliminate the buildup of proteins in people's brains, which can contribute to the dementia and Alzheimer's. And our takeaway from this is that privacy is a thing of the past. Oh, of course. There's no privacy. There's no expectation. Right. You give away your privacy for free every day for colorful 
graphics and tweety noises on the internet. Well, anywho. My takeaway from this is take more Viagra <laughs> whenever and as often as possible. If you don't want the diabetes or the dementia, and if you want to be able to have something that an appreciative individual can do a chin up on, yes, take the Viagra. Yeah. So there you go. Gift that keeps on giving. Find a loved one, slip them a pill, and may all... Consensually. Consensually, yes. Don't drug them without their consent. No, 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 don't do that. And may your Christmas be merry and bright. And full of holiday cheer. Yes. I believe you have a Christmas update. This is breaking news. Just happened a couple hours ago as of this recording. Dun, 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 dun. Are you prepared? Breaking news. We have previously covered unusual Christmas traditions on this podcast. And one of the unusual Christmas traditions is that they make a giant straw goat in Sweden. That seems very noble and festive. Where it gets a little weirder is that Swedish citizens have decided that the goat needs to be burned down. Not all the and citizens. The officials in the town of Gavel, Sweden, do not want the goat to be burned <laughs> down. And they go so far as to put a huge fence around it and also closed-circuit television cameras and all and like 24-hour armed guards because it has become a tradition to burn this large Yule goat. But they don't want it burned. They don't. But the, the vast majority of of Swedes do, which is why the goat keeps going up in flames. So I have an entire fantasy that there's someone in all black with a ski mask and they have a flaming arrow and they're in a far back rooftop and, and they're really good with arrows. Like Hawkeye? How, is this, yes. Like, Hawkeye yeah, has I'm, come out of retirement and has decided that it's going to burn the goat. To take down the goat. Yeah, that is my fantasy. You're right. I, it's Hawkeye did feature prominently in this fantasy. The breaking news that we are sharing with our listeners is that, once again, the gavel goat is up in flames. The gavel goat has just burned. I'm not saying Hawkeye had anything to do with it. No. According to the internet, it was some 40-year-old drunk man was arrested for it. And and the the little gavel goat, because there's actually two of them. There's one at the Natural Science Club. It was burned on the 12th of December. And as of the early hours of the 17th of December, the big, big mama goat burned. It's fitting for 2021, honestly. I'm just bummed it was a drunk dude and not Hawkeye. Unless, unless, maybe (laughs) it was Hawkeye in deep disguise. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's possible. Doubtful. This is big news because the gavel goat has not burned since 2016. They do have really strict security on this goat, and they have uh, streaming footage of it. You can see it on YouTube. You can log in to see what the goat's up to. There's fences all the way around it. It is a very observed goat, and every year people try, and this year, quite fittingly, someone succeeded. Yes. <sighs> I thought I thought it was never going to get burned again. I, burned, I, I, take no, I take no sides on this. It's just, it's become a holiday tradition. I take no sides. I do not encourage nor discourage people from burning it. That is up to the Swedes or other drunken people that go to Sweden to try and burn a large Yule goat. But I thought we had seen the end because they have taken so many procedures to protect this goat. I thought we had seen the end. So if anything could happen 
I thought it would happen last year because 2020 was just destined. But no, it survived 2020, unlike a lot of us. 2021 proved to be its downfall. <laughs> they take a lot of precautions, but not enough to stop a 40-year-old drunk dude. Yeah. I'm just saying if you don't want something to burn, would probably don't make it out of straw, which is highly flammable. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want it blown over by a large wolf. Right, right. Also that too. There, therein lies the message. Straw is not an effective, durable material, is mm -hmm. what we're saying here at the Dirty Talk Podcast. Yeah. Keeping up with the spirit of odd Christmas traditions, first we have goats on fire. Mm-hmm. Well, first we had loins on fire <laughs> with the Viagra, and then we had goats on fire. If your loins are on fire, seek medical help. Yes. For erections lasting longer than three hours, go to the hospital. <laughs> your erection should not be on fire. I have, in Serbia, Christmas bondage. Ooh, a little light bondage for Christmas. All right. Very festive. There is a Serbian tradition that gifts are given on the three Sundays before Christmas Day. Uh huh. And in Serbia, it should be noted. Well, in some in some places in Serbia, from what I've read, uh, Christmas is celebrated on the seventh of January because they follow the old Julian calendar. If they're Orthodox Christians, that's not on the twenty fifth, like us heretics celebrate it. It's on the seventh. I guess I'm a heretic then. Oh well, I guess I will be as well. Unlike here in Western cultures where we tend to think of Christmas as being on the 25th, in other societies, it can be a much more spread out thing. And in Serbia, they have three separate traditions, Children's Day, married women, and married men. Children's Day is called Detnjitsi. I apologize for my Serbian <laughs> Sorry for all our huge Serbian for listening all of our audience. Serbian listeners, I know that I'm mangling it. I apologize. Uh, Matrice, which is the married women. And yeah, or mothers. Och well, but married women, I mean. Not all mothers are married. That is correct. And Ochi, which is for the men. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this tradition is that it is given as the gift of a ransom. So on Children's Day, the adults will use a belt or a rope or a scarf to tie their children and their neighbor's children, and they bind their legs together. And then the children will know that they're going to get tied up by their parents and their neighbors. So they will... <laughs> just, just so you know, like, kids, Mr. Jeffries from next door is going to be coming over and tying you up in the morning. He's coming Better have with a present. belt, and he's going to tie your legs together, and you have to bribe him with a ransom to let you go. And so the kids are like, okay, well, the neighbor's coming over tomorrow, and my parents are coming in with a scarf and a rope. I mean, hopefully, hopefully the parents are there with the neighbors. Right, you, there's some Or the neighbors are there when you go over to tie their children. Right, 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 right. Who's that? Oh, it's Mr. Jones, and he's coming to tie my legs together. Yeah. All right, well, let him in, dear. This will be fun. Uh, they do this tradition of tying people up and then bribing them with gifts as a ransom to get untied. Now, to be fair, the vast majority of Serbs do not follow this tradition. This is an older oh, tradition. It's an older is, tradition. Yeah. And the older traditions can get uh, kind of out there, but some of them still do. So we will have over the holiday season, uh, Serbians knocking on each other's doors with rope and belts 
ready to secure some legs and then be bribed to let the person free, which uh, is a pretty kinky holiday tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm 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 here for it. I you're, like it. You're down to you see. Okay, so now this is a holiday tradition. On Christmas, you might be doing nothing but petting cats, watching movies, and cleaning gutters. Cleaning gutters, definitely. A little light bondage couldn't hurt. Right. 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 You, yeah. No. This I is mean, a Christmas tradition. You could get it if you the you know because so so it's consecutive Sundays where right. the kids get tied up. The moms get tied up, and then the dads get tied dads up. Get so it's a family up. bondage. Yes, not just family bonding, but family uh, uh, bondage uh, uh, sort uh, of situation, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only fair that once the kids get tied up, yeah. that they have to tie up their parents, and then sure, the parents sure, have to sure, beg yeah. to be let go, Yo, and then be like, "Okay, yeah. we'll give you something." I mean, I don't know. Yeah. This is a weird precedent to be set the setting for the kids be like i'm gonna tie you up and you gotta right. give me something to so untie you yeah. Is, yeah i mean yeah. i'm not knocking their culture but this is just an interesting precedent and then the kids are like well i learned it from watching you mom and dad <laughs> uh, we're gonna tie you up and then you gotta give us some shit too uh-huh right uh-huh. so yes. i'm gonna call your neighbor <laughs> and i'm gonna encourage your neighbor to come over on right. christmas tie you up and then you have to beg for them to untie you and you have to give them some sort of token and promise to be good for the next year in order for them to be so i'm going to follow up with your neighbor on this maybe i'll call your husband and be like hey just so you know rain's getting tied up on christmas it's a thing she's exploring her serbian roots now I do want to explore my Serbian roots. That actually sounds like a pretty good Christmas. That sounds like the that sounds like a better Christmas than petting cats and watching a movie, right? I for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's your sold. I'm sold. Let's Excellent. Do it. <laughs> I have a very interesting Christmas tradition for you. It can't be as good as incestual bondage, but go on. What do you got? Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. I'm listening. Now There's one group of people that have a very tenuous relationship with Christmas. Uh, Pagans? Well, no, because all the pagan rituals have been incorporated into Christmas. All the Yule logs and the Christmas trees and all that. I mean, Christmas is essentially a pagan holiday that was co-opted by Christians. We've talked about this. If anybody wants to go listen to our previous Christmas episodes, we have all sorts of no, stuff I about would, that. No, I, I would – would pagans have trouble with Christmas today because they feel upset that their traditions have been co-opted and stolen by Christians? I have heard that the pagans and cultural appropriation of right. their celebrations. That's what I was theorizing. Pagans for having their traditions culturally appropriated or uh-huh. perhaps the Buddhists are maybe not super into Christmas. I, I would say that the Buddhists would just let it go. Oh, they are above that. Okay, I mean, they transcend past those those worldly constraints. Would it be Muslims that no, don't like? It's not Muslim. You're just skipping over a big group of people here. It's the Jews. It's the Jews. What did they do this time? It's well, okay. Have you heard of Nidlnacht? I have not heard of Nidlnacht. Pray tell. No. Okay. This is- so Nidlnacht was traditionally, this is going back to medieval times, is what a large number of Jewish people in Europe called Christmas Eve. Now, there's some contention as to what the word niddle comes from. So it could be from the Latin 
which where you get nativity from, or it could come from the Hebrew word nitella, which means the hanged one, which is how they used to refer to Jesus back in medieval times because he was hung on the cross. So they would refer to him as the hanged one. I thought that was a tarot card. Well, that was the, the hanged man. Okay. The whole thing around Nidlnacht is they want to bring no glory to the day whatsoever. No glory to the day of Christmas? Yes. Okay. So if you, if you go back in, in these times, this is going back when this first started popping up back in the 16th and 17th century, there was still a lot of animosity between the Jews and the Christians. What would happen would be the Christians would go to church on Christmas Eve because it was a big high holy holiday for them, right? And they'd get all riled up about the story of Jesus. And then they would want to go out and beat up some Jews. Uh -huh. So the Jews decided, hey, this isn't a good day for us to leave the house. No. Because we don't want to get beat up by the Christians. So they started practicing this Nidlnacht. And as part of it, they don't read the Torah at all. The Torah study was forbidden because there is a belief that by reading the Torah and studying the Torah, you bring glory to the day. And they wanted to make sure that there was no glory or anything special brought to Christmas or Christmas Eve whatsoever. So they would forbid studying their own religious scripture on the 25th to make sure that there was no glory brought to that day. Yeah, yeah. So, so they wanted to make sure that they avoided all pleasure or joy on Christmas to ensure that no glory would be given to the day whatsoever. So you were, couldn't have the pleasure of reading the Torah. You couldn't have the pleasure. You wouldn't give the world the pleasure of people studying the Torah on this uh, day. Okay. Also, they wouldn't have sex. And this is still practiced in some Hasidic communities where they won't have sex on Christmas Eve because it's believed that children that are conceived on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day become apostates, which are people that turn from the Jewish faith. Wow. That's a lot of significance to a day that has nothing to do with Jesus' birth. Mm -hmm. Didn't the Jews know that people were celebrating it on days other than the 25th? Yeah. Well, so the, there is actually some contention in Jewish societies because they knew that some people were celebrating on the 25th and some on the 7th because there was that split, that cleave in Christianity as to right. when Christmas Day actually was. So to hedge their bet, some communities did this on two days. So they did it on the 25th and on the 7th just to make sure that there was no glory. But it gets better. Okay, the story, the story gets even better. So they think that Jesus committed this high crime of apostasy, which basically he turned away from the Jewish faith because he was teaching laws to the Jews that weren't in the Torah. Uh because of this, these medieval Jews thought that Jesus was confined to a pool of sewage in hell for eternity. What? Yeah. Because because he turned away from the Jewish okay. faith, he was he was assigned to this pool of sewage. So, on Christmas Eve, 
specifically, Jesus has to wander in the pits of all excrement or latrines throughout the world on Christmas Eve. So, every Christmas, Jesus is wandering through the sewers and the uh, toilets of our what? world. What? Yeah, yeah. So, so, Jesus, so on Christmas Eve, Jesus would water all the toilets of the world as a punishment for spreading false teachings. They didn't read the Torah because they felt if they studied the true religion in the Torah, then it would give him some respite from his wandering of the sewage. So if because they feared that if Jesus heard them reading the Torah, he would get this respite from his suffering. So they another reason why they refrained from it, not just to not bring glory to the day. It's but to like keep we want Jesus in the sewage. Yes. Yes. Like every toilet bowl is he popping up? Where's well, there, the there is. So there is so a lot of people back then would warn their kids and kids were terrified of going to the bathroom on Christmas because they thought that Jesus would reach up and pull them in to the toilet. No. Yes. Now you're just making no, shit no, no. up. I will, I will give you links to all this if you want. So they were afraid of this. And what? they also went so far as that some people would refrain from using the bathroom through the whole day what? just out of fear that Jesus might be in the toilet what? and pull them I in. Yeah. Someone's been doing basalts. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is an old medieval Jewish belief. Toilet Jesus. Christmas toilet Jesus. All right. This is this is the first time I've heard of Christmas toilet Jesus, but it is a thing. Wow. Okay. They, All right. This is the first not, time I have heard of Christmas toilet Jesus as well. That is my mind is blown. But you're never gonna forget Christmas toilet no. Jesus now, are you? No. <laughs> No, I, my heart goes out to medieval young Jewish children on Christmas Day that are having to hold their sphincter and bladder as mm -hmm. tight as possible so that yeah, Jesus Yeah, because the parents would tell their kids, you see that? Make sure the hanged one doesn't pull you into the toilet. Wow. That would just On Christmas. Make, that sounds uncomfortable and challenging. I have to pee frequently. I wouldn't make that. Like, Jesus would totally get me in the sewage. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that Jesus, so far, you've just gotten lucky. That so far Jesus hasn't pulled you in the toilet. I I regret not learning this sooner because then I could tell my daughter this when she was younger. She'd be like, I can't poop. No pooping on Christmas because Jesus might pull you down into the sewage. Wow. Okay then. I I'm gonna have to go do some more research. You have blown my mind. Uh, another thing that they would tell people to do on Niddle Knocked, so that they weren't allowed to have sex. They, or they, go to the bathroom. Or I mean, they could go to the bathroom, but it was it was dangerous to go to the bathroom because you never knew when that you know cold zombie hand of Jesus would reach up from the bowels of sewage and hell and drag you in. So you wanted to hold your bowels. Uh huh. No re no Torah reading because you wouldn't want to give him any respite from his cursed wandering of the sewers, and also you want to bring no glory to the day. No sex because you don't want to have your kids conceived on that day to turn against Judaism. What did they do? Well, they stayed up all night playing card games and chess, but there are also some rabbis that said that one of the best things they could do was spend the night uh, tearing toilet paper. Okay. Wait. What? Mm -hmm. there are, there's definitely bath salts involved. 
Move your basalt and bell. Uh, no, 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 no. Why would you, so you have to be up all night shredding toilet paper? Mm-hmm. That's... In preparation for the year to come. What do you? What? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to be using the toilet paper on Christmas Eve because Jesus is in the toilet. <sighs> right, right, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. This was actually recommended by some Orthodox rabbis. On the Sabbath, the Orthodox Jews aren't supposed to do any labor whatsoever, including tearing sheets of toilet paper. That's that's considered labor. So a lot of them would tear the toilet paper before the Sabbath to make sure that they have the little pile of pre-torn toilet paper because they're supposed to do no labor whatsoever. And they in, in Israel they they have a lot of interesting inventions that they have created so that they can go about their whole day without doing any labor whatsoever. They're not allowed to drive. They're not allowed to do anything. They have these automatic stoves, which they can set up beforehand to cook their food for them. So they have these timers so they can make sure that they still eat because they can't do the labor to even prepare food for themselves. So it goes so far as to not even being able to like tear squares of toilet paper for themselves. Wow. So this rabbi said, okay, since we are going to be not doing anything on Christmas Eve, we're not going to go outside because the Christians are going to probably beat us up for killing their savior. We're just going to sit home and tear squares of toilet paper for the, for the, in preparation for the next year. So, so get your, get your Sabbath toilet paper ready if you want to do something productive or you can catch up on your finances or read secular books or whatever. Or you can just get your build up your stash of Sabbath toilet paper because, you know, once Christmas passes, then Jesus can't drag you down into the sewer. So, but then you can't tear your toilet paper on the Sabbath. Oh, okay. So, okay. You would make an entire pile in preparation for the year ahead. And if you weren't tearing your toilet paper, a lot of uh, synagogues would hold poker games on Christmas Eve. So you could go and participate in a traditional Christmas Eve poker game, which actually doesn't sound too bad to me, as long as I don't drink too much and have to use the bathroom. (laughs) That sounds more exciting than tearing toilet paper. It, it, It sounds a lot more exciting. I mean, unfortunately, we can't have sex. On Christmas Eve. But this is Nidlnacht. If you don't believe me, look it up. Nidlnacht is a thing. I've never heard of it, but I believe It is the Jewish celebration of Christmas Eve. And and, and some of it makes sense just because it was their reaction to getting so much blowback right around the holidays. I mean, thankfully, things are better now. The relations between the Christians and the Jews are better now. I mean, I would think that the Christians should be happy that they killed their messiah because wasn't that part of the whole story is that he had to be killed so that they were just doing their part like obviously it was god's plan for this all to happen so i don't know why they would be so pissed off at the jews in the first place because they were just following through on god's plan and if he hadn't died and he hadn't resurrected then he wouldn't have the proof that he was son of the lord so i would say thanks jews for for killing the jesus it's almost like religion makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Almost. Mm-hmm. All, we're almost there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe almost. No, I don't toilet, know. Toilet Jesus. I still, <laughs> I mean, next year, my Christmas cards, Christmas toilet Jesus all the way. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Maybe, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll throw this out now. Any Patreon supporters, if you want to come join us on Patreon, 
patreon.com backslash dirty talk podcast maybe you yourself will get a special dirty talk podcast toilet jesus christmas card next year oh that's pretty thrilling exciting things to be coming that's all the holiday cheer we have for you this week we hope you have learned some stuff about some light familial christmas bondage and sewage and sewage jesus on christmas <laughs> I, you know this makes me think that that south park's uh mr hanky the christmas poo was actually a lot more christmas traditional than i had originally given them, them credit for maybe they knew and had done some research possibly i wouldn't put maybe. it past them anyways i think you have a big jaunty holiday cheery salute for these fine folks Yes, it has a little Santa hat on the end of it. Ooh. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you soon. We appreciate your ears. Happy holidays, and take care of yourself. Happy holidays. We hope you enjoy it however you choose to spend it. Uh, cleaning gutters, tying people up, you know, tearing. Shredding toilet paper. Yeah, shred some we, toilet paper. We're not here to judge. Or, or just, you know, have some sex on Christmas Eve. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with our final episode of the year next week but that one will be an odd numbered episode so it's for patreon ears only so for those of you listening to this one and part of the general public we'll talk at you next year booyah bye <laughs>